0: Good morning everyone. This is Kees Wickham St George with uh, Tony Radio. I am Tony's co-host who is having a little bit of trouble at the moment uh, with the internet over her way. So I'm just going to carry on with these two beautiful new authors I have to introduce to you. Uh, Their names is Cynthia Satchett and uh, Elona...
1: Elona
0: Right. So good morning ladies.
1: Good morning. Good
0: morning. Yeah, and I believe that you you have a, a beautiful book to introduce to us this morning. Uh, and it's named Kismet. And it's a little bit about your life in South Africa. So can you tell me what brought you to be a mother and daughter team, which I think is absolutely beautiful? Um, what brought you to
1: write the book together? Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in South Africa, we always liked to write. And um We told ourselves that one day we're going to write a book. When I came to Australia many years later, we decided this was the right time and we were going to write our book. And when we came, it was just after Mandela Mandela was, became president. And this was um, exactly the time that we wanted to write and we had something to write about. We were passionate about the subject.
0: Yes. I, I, managed to do a quick read of the book, um, and it, some of the, the passages that I really picked up is very, very passionate about uh, the subject you're writing about. But I realized that, um, as in your notes that you sent us, that the subject changed, didn't it? It changed from um, reality, and you made it into fiction. Is this right?
1: Well, we never really intended it to be reality, but what we did do is, and it was never meant to be a documentary or political manifesto or anything. But in writing it, which which it is fiction, um, as you know, we took on life experiences that possibly we'd had. We did vary certain things, or that others that we knew had, or things that may have Mm. happened in South Africa, because our characters, I suppose, are based on, yes, what could have happened in South Africa, but it was, you know, we were quite careful not to want to identify anyone specifically, and we took bits and pieces of things that had happened and put them all together.
0: Okay, so it, was this the cause that that inspired you to write this book?
1: We were going to write a book in any event, but this this was what we wanted to write on. But we'd always said one day we're going to write a book. Okay. I. I hello,
0: was, I, ladies. I, 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 oh, hello, Tony. Hello, hello Tony. Tony.
1: Oh, oh, t- <laughs> good to see you. How's your husband, Tony?
2: <laughs> um yeah. hubby is still really unwell at the moment so uh, the last two weeks are proving challenging and this has just topped it all off i really get quite distressed when uh, technology fails and lets me down so um i've been looking forward to this interview for weeks and i cannot believe that the computer completely shut down just as i'm about to go live Um, (laughs) I have a question for you lovely ladies Mm -hmm. Um, and it's around writing as mother and daughter and what actually kicked off the first fragment of idea that you would write together and then secondly what's that been like for both of you I'll go to Cynthia first if that's okay okay
1: um we always go walking each day that's regular as clockwork we never miss and on our daily walks we love to talk about what we were going to do and we knew what that we were going to write so we never actually sat together and wrote together as such but when we would Mm -hmm. when we would go on our walks we would discuss this is what this is our character today what's happening and then one of us would up and we tended to the other one and they do track changes and go back and forth and everybody would look at it and may have comments from the children from the grandchildren and from my husband oh, wow. and that's how it went. Mm-hmm. and it became a family project
2: that's something- amazing mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it is
0: yeah
2: so there was it was pretty free flowing and not um, not too much angst involved ladies? No that was our pleasure. Ah well done that's really quite um, uh, an accomplishment isn't it? It's amazing we actually had a
1: skeleton in the beginning of what we thought the plot would be but it kind of took a laugh of its own it kind of led us to a story that we didn't even anticipate in the beginning to be honest it just it evolved Uh yes so everybody said write a synopsis before you go and we had it but it didn't work as we planned it worked itself Uh, out (laughs)
2: so you did you did have a synopsis to start with but it kind of evolved into something more than that
1: completely different to what we expected
0: i think it's amazing a mother and daughter team i actually interviewed another mother and daughter uh, two days ago and you know I've got daughters yeah. and I'd love to write a book with them I just think it would be an amazing achievement not that they want to write but yeah I just yes. you know, should
1: be very proud of each
0: other well no,
1: it's just amazing very grateful to have it and for for a number of years we lived apart because I came across to Australia And they were also living in South Africa. So it was really nice to be able to be in the same city. I remember my mother saying she'd love to be able to bring us some soup and it would still be hot as opposed to the 16-hour journey or whatever it was. So that was just amazing enough to live in the same city again. And And then to get the book going was a real extra bonus. So I guess life
0: in South Africa and with the apartheid going on, that must have been really hard for both of you I can't, I can't imagine that I've never been in that situation, I can't imagine it but you know it's um, to live through it and see all the um, the demise and, and racial separation going on, that must have been really hard for you
1: um, Well when you are there you learn to accept the situation it is. so it's it appears harder for some and for others it's They just go with it. So each person reacted differently to the apartheid system. Mm. And and what happened is a lot of the information wasn't allowed to be disclosed. So we didn't even know what we knew some stuff, but you were not allowed into Soweto, which was the black township. You were banned from going there. So the first time I went into Soweto was some years later when I was already an adult. I've never been into Soweto. And I had a friend doing her internship at the hospital there. But we hadn't didn't see a lot of the things. And when we learned history at school, they also only taught us um, from a different perspective. So we didn't know a lot. When I was at university though, a lot of those lecturers worked for the cause. And that was the first time I probably studied on an equal basis with people that were not only white, we just didn't, a lot of it was hidden from us and Mm. presented to us as the kind of norm. And yeah, but it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, coming from New Zealand myself, I and having a Maori family, you know, for relations, I've never I've never seen racism, so I can't imagine what it would be like. Um, so yeah, well done to you. So the book, isn't it?
1: Um what's it actually about? Very good question. And, and my son was trialling us with some questions last night, <laughs> but it it, it actually. Traces the lives of some of the characters of different color, and we didn't set off to make this about apartheid or anything, but we thought let's try, we did everything a little bit unconventionally, what you don't normally do in a you know book, but we thought let's try to give it perspective from the eyes of different characters of different colour. So it traces a wealthy white woman who is a lawyer in her lovely manner on North, well, North Cliff Hill near where we lived. It's all fabricated that bit. And then it's got the maid who's who's really had no education. Her life has been looking after you know, the white family, whereas her own kids are left to be brought up by the granny and, and so it then, Follows their lives, and there's love affairs. Um, You always don't know quite what to say and not to say without giving it away. There's betrayal, there's hurt, and there's the the consequences of of what people do with with those feelings.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah. So each each character was it? Yeah, you said that you are you go walking in the morning and that you discuss your characters. Was it? like, I, th- I think I'll, I'll talk about, you because know, when, when I write, I write about it's fiction, but I've already know or experienced that feeling already. So I can write about it as an expert, really, because I've, I've actually experienced it. But I make it fiction. When, so when you were talking about your characters as you were walking every morning, was it? Um, I think I'll talk about the neighbour on the hill, or I'll write about them and we'll fiction it up a bit. Was was that what you actually
1: did? No, but it, it came automatically. Like when we were talking, I was speaking to my friend this morning. I was telling her about the market, and I said to her, "I I felt the anger of the black children in the market when people came and wealthy people came and bargained with them." So, I could relate to that and i mm. and a friend I had was very um racist and and I went into a shop and I saw she wouldn't take money from a black person's hand, but she would do it wow. she well, she said, "Put the money on the counter, but I don't touch it and they stood there waiting for their food, but they she would not touch their hands oh. and, and so those people, I mean, I didn't go looking for them, but they came into my mind when, I was t- when we wrote about it. Mm. And, and from a strange wow. point of view, that particular lady was such a warm-hearted person to somebody who would have been white. She'd do anything oh, to yeah. help. But her thinking against anyone who was black was just that they, you know, didn't deserve to be treated in the same way. Mm. That's, that's such a, it's, it's an
0: awkward thing to actually visualize in my own life, it gives me the shivers, that sort mm. of thing, it, um, it couldn't have been pleasant to actually, you know, come across it as an experience, that would be quite harsh on a, on a person that has a heart, I would say.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you've also written, um, on one level, it's about people's lives and relationships, but it is a deep and influential af- effect on the apartheid had on the, the various paths they took. So explain that one to me.
1: Well, let's, for example, think about uh, Kate, who's the black maid, who is one of my own personal favorites here. B- because of her background and because she was didn't receive a proper education and there was, um, they said we, we, in South Africa, they say we need to educate people for their roles in life. The blacks need to be educated to be laborers, et cetera, and maids. So she was, because of from where she'd come, her opportunities were extremely limited. So the life she was to lead became very limited. And there's a bit mm-hmm. where she has a bit of an issue with her children when she goes back to Soweto, and she's late. And they say, and, I, and I'm not quoting exactly here anything, why were you late? And she said, I had to give Master Steve his breakfast. Master Steve lived in Kismet Manor, but she wouldn't leave until she'd given him breakfast for the day. And it didn't matter that she was late for the kids. She had to do public transport, all the rest of it to get there, which was difficult. But, um, and that's the type of thing. So it led them in different directions. Whereas yeah. Steve, for example, he'd come from a very wealthy family. And... Um, he was used to wealth. He was used to having a servant. He was used to having a maid and a nanny, and he adored Kate. And there was um, an experience, I won't give too much, here, but just very briefly, she landed up in hospital briefly, and she had virtually brought him up. And they said, what is her surname? And he didn't know. He knew so little about this woman. Who oh, yeah. Of, of her know, with
2: him.
0: Yeah, I've read, I've read things like this, but being in Australia, um you don't I don't I don't see it where I live. So it's it's actually I can see why you made it into fiction because it really is it it grates on the bone, doesn't it, to know that humans can treat each other like that. Yes,
1: it's awful. And we try to present it in the book as just factual, <laughs> let the facts talk for themselves. So we didn't try to pass judgments, and we've got one character there, Marika, who's very racist, and then you see. You know, her thinking. So she's speaking from the the perception of a very racist white person. And we try to show all of that without let the facts speak for themselves, I guess. Yes, I agree.
0: Yeah. You're very passionate about this book. I can see it in your faces. This book was was our dream.
2: I I was just gonna bring up the fact that it was your dream and your bucket list for a very long time and it's taken a long time to come into fruition. Um, I'm actually curious, when talking about apartheid, and obviously uh, you uh, were part of apartheid in South Africa, how did you approach other groups of white people and discuss these topics was that hard or did you have a collection of family and friends that understood (coughs) the harshness of apartheid
1: i remember when i went to london in a um when i was in my early 20s i met up with a friend who was from new zealand actually another new zealander there and we were going to go and see craft freedom Mm -hmm. and i said to her that is not true it is just made up I, i didn't know that that was based on truth so you know when one discussed the things as i say, we were given such a slanted view and i obviously later learned yep absolutely this was based on truth but we weren't told stuff like that so you accepted it. Yeah. A, and um, and um, Tony, I don't know if you, I think you might've unfortunately not been on at the point, but I did mention some of the, the. I studied law and some of the law professors had been very big in the movement um, for equality and anti-apartheid. Yes. i got a lot of perspectives there. So as a university student, it was very much spoken about, but it's mm. school,
2: uh, and,
1: and in fact, mm. we had, a project <clears> to <throat> say whatever they refer to it here black education and white private schools because it was starting as a very new thing
2: yeah 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 um i'm curious too cynthia how difficult um i know i know things were difficult in south africa south africa but how difficult was it to make that decision to move to a place like australia Was that something that you thought about for a while? Was it decades in in the planning or thoughts? Or what was around that decision? Of course, Alona was obviously an Australian who wanted to be rejoined. But how difficult was the decision to make?
1: Um,
2: We decided
1: uh, at some point that we would um, go over to Australia uh, we tried. We tried to get into Australia into Perth at some point, but we were not accepted. So, so leaving your country isn't easy, oh, and we no. had a long time before we got there. So um, it's uh, we had to give give up everything when we left, and I didn't have a problem with it because psychologically I was ready for it. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so you were more than ready to leave the, the life that was South Africa and embrace um, yes, Australia. Yes, I did. And has it been a good move, ladies? Has it generally been a good move? It's the best move that I ever made.
0: <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs>
2: And yeah. the
1: wonderful thing, it's united the family. When my mother says they were, didn't get in, it's because of the regulations. They weren't criminals. Or <laughs> but um, it was a very, that was very strict at, at a time to, to qualify to get in. But it's been a wonderful thing because it's given the immediate family has been reunited. The children have had grandparents and grandparents, grandchildren, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of don't, positives. A lot of people don't have um, their grandparents yeah, and yeah. grandchildren. And so we were very lucky. Yeah. Mm, There's not mm, a lot of yeah, yes. family in South Africa. immediate <laughs> family is yes, together. Yeah, and that's absolutely. very important to us. Mm. Mm.
0: Yes, it's a very important thing to have family together. I see that uh, in some of your notes that um,
1: you took a sabbatical. What was that about? I think that is a <laughs> that's creative thinking. <laughs> um, and I think what happened is when we started, we started when doing the book when, as my mother had said, um, Mandela was, had been fairly recently elected as president. We wanted it to be current. And then laugh intervened. You know, All kinds of things happened along the way that one kind of got distracted, well, in a positive way, distracted with laugh, and sometimes in not such a positive way. And then the time, so we put it on hold. And then the time again came where we were able to give it a little bit more attention. Would that be right? yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: So, what's the head of is a poignant love story in Kismet evolved into a murder and a gruesome trial. Is that right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Even this. <laughs> We <laughs> <give it
0: away? laughs> and it says, you know and you know this is two decades you didn't give a lot of comments about that one <laughs> so is it going to give the book away
1: <laughs> it's so hard to know what you can you to say and not to say without giving away certain things let's put it this way we didn't expect a, a, a murder when we started and we book, certainly so. didn't expect <laughs> a trial either
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> certainly creativity
2: it really is yeah Yeah. so um ladies uh, sorry Tony, you go kiss (laughs) i was just gonna say ladies being seeing that kismet is uh fiction um i'm just curious to know if you've had the unfortunate experience of murder in and around your life without giving away the story or a trial
1: My mother's looking at me, which is probably my cue to answer. You know what? There were people that were murdered. A cousin of ours had a restaurant in Cape Town, and they were closing up the um, restaurant one night. The chap that he was with was shot in the head and killed, and he was shot in the head as well and suffered. He didn't die, but he was very, very... um, damaged for, for, you know, for a lifetime beyond that. And you'd hear frequent frequent murders. It, it wasn't an infrequent thing. Yes. Um, when I used to work in the city, just before I left, I did my law articles, I'd even, and I don't know this wasn't a murder, but I'd take any jewelry off because they were, you know, people were being attacked in the streets. They I was in, in court one morning and I know I've digressed a bit and there was a car bomb outside the court and they shouted, everyone get out of them. Wow! court. And then they took the bins out of the city center of Johannesburg so that people couldn't put bombs in the bins oh as well. My God. So wow. it became more and more commonplace. And that's why there were big fences and things like, like that. Yeah. Um, murdered yeah and in the case and my work has been involved i am a lawyer and i, yes. and I i'm not a yes. criminal lawyer though i've just dabbled in very mild criminal stuff but the court cases is something that i've um dealt with even though this is not my particular area of law never done a murder except in kismet <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's going to be interesting I'll be honest I haven't read it right through I didn't have the time but um, from what I have read I'm going to go straight back into it when I finish this interview and finish it off Uh, and I will give you a written review because it's just um, yeah so far it's an exciting book and I'm really enjoying it
2: thank you oh that's awesome Um, so I'm curious ladies any chance that there'll be a follow-up? Kismet, some more books in there? Yes, we're what actually do you think, working Cynthia?
1: on one. We've started one already and it takes place in Australia, Sydney, where we we're just around the corner from where we're living. And the, the main character is living in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well done, and, and you'll follow the same that, that what you've uh, done previously. You'll just follow that, like you know, going for a walk, exploring the characters, and bringing them out in in your story.
1: Exactly. So we,
2: we do a chapter by chapter,
1: and
2: we'll just keep yeah. going.
0: That's fabulous. That's what a creative writer does. Just t- well, it takes characters and molds it's them.
1: Time around, uh, you know, because of the first book, so now it's flowing a bit better than it would have before. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah, so because it's 2000... okay. mm-hmm. Go on. and we hope this isn't going to take twenty years.
2: Because... <laughs> 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 yes, Cynthia. We want more of your books with Alona because that's a great thing. What a great example of um mother daughter creativity Mm -hmm. and what a wonderful legacy for the family don't you think
1: that was our initial um driving force yes Mm -hmm. we wanted something for our grandchildren because as i said i didn't have (laughs) i didn't have money but this is what we could give them
0: Oh, nice, yeah. I think oh, it, that's, that, that's a lot of grandparents think along those lines, too. We want to leave something for the kids behind us. Yeah, And, yeah. I, and I won't ask that it bring your relationship closer, because I can see by looking at you, it already has brought you a lot closer as woman. Not I just as mother they, and daughter, but yeah, as creative minds.
1: I think we've always had a, a close relationship, you know, like yeah. um, but this has brought us closer, yes. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and we're showing you how to appreciate each other's
0: mind work you know we we are all so different I can't imagine um, what I'd like it to happen but I can't imagine sitting beside one of my daughters because her brain would be so different and her view of what happened in our past would also be very different so yeah it's also obviously taught you how to be appreciative of of each other's experiences seeing through different eyes yeah absolutely a lot of the stuff we did kind of
1: have a Similar view, but there were bits where we we disagreed. saw it differently. And then my mother oh, had,
2: wow.
0: the yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you got to bow down to the Thank elders; you. they they know better. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> the <same. laughs> so, whom who is the book and um, the audience you want to read your book? Where have you? Um, where would you like this book to go? What's
1: your intended audience? Um, I, I think um, South Africans who've read it said to me, some of them later are ashamed of it, but they've actually, it's about their part, that it's brought them to think about things they haven't thought about before. And uh, they found it very comforting in a way, and they'd like to um, associate it with it. And then foreigners found it very interesting, because they didn't know a lot of the things and they know a lot of South Africans. So we, that's Yay. what I... I don't know. Yes, I think, suppose anyone who enjoys a good fiction read where we've had some reviews which have said can't stop turning the pages, you know, um, and, and really that it's been an enthralling read and, and, you know, very, very positive feedback. So anybody who wants to get lost in a book, you know, that was our, yeah. one of our goals. We had a number of goals in the beginning, but one of them was to entertain because I know yeah. that when I read a book, I want a book that just totally absorbs me. And and that is some we've had some wonderful feedback, you know, get lost in it, the mm. characters, the twists, the, all the rest of it. Mm. So, you know, it's hard to to kind of confine it to a particular group of people.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. There's and nothing then,
0: like a good twist and a good plot. There's nothing like it. Yeah. And a good yeah
1: one. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So it's for men and women, because one man said he started and he thought, oh, this is just going to be for women. But then when he read on, he said, "No, this is for everyone." You know, that's great. That's what you want. Yes.
0: <clears throat> and you know, absolutely. if you write it
1: for women, if, if
0: you write it for women, then I think, I think it's best to, it's yeah, it's best to put something like that in your um, in the prologue. Yeah, you know, that that women will really enjoy that story. I write for both both um, sexes as well, and yeah, it's um, it, it's when I write, it's fun. And if it's not fun, then it becomes hard work. So I try and make it as, as much as possible. What do you think, Troni?
2: Um, absolutely. I think that um, oftentimes uh, men get just as much out of the stories as as women do. And just because you're two female authors does not mean that your book is for women so absolutely um which leads me to something else that i was curious about ladies do you think that there is enough there are enough stories about south africa do you think that the it's written about enough in uh in its truest this is what happened and do you do you want to encourage more people to write about what has happened in south africa and what is happening in south africa that's
1: uh, um i would say that about any country not only south africa passionate about where you live that's where you should be writing but south africa certainly is worth writing about but for it's different but i think and i've actually got a coaster on the table somewhere here where my tea is take what is good from your past and build your future on it and I think that there was there was a, certainly a troubled past in South Africa, but yeah, I would encourage you yeah. to read about it because the the because it has hope, and um, and I think at the end of the day, what we want for South Africa is hope for a better future, hope that everybody living there has the same opportunities, and the right to feel like they, that country is home and will we'll look after their best interests. So we're still very much invested in what does happen in South Africa. And we're only, only want good for it. And, and when we speak to friends and family and you hear problems that are happening, you know, you think, I know they say it takes a generation, but you hope that, that the time yeah. can, can live like mm. Australians, worrying about the smaller things rather than major things in life when it's mm. not COVID is you know but yeah yeah (laughs)
2: there's South Africa sorry Tony yeah that's no no that's exactly what I was going to ask
0: yeah how has it affected
1: South Africa you mean COVID yes Mm. well just again from speaking to you know those that live there it sounds like they've had it a whole lot worse than than Australia because Mm. some of the homes particularly in the townships you'll have families living in a two-bedroom apartment you know you won't just have four people or two people you'll have nine or ten people and yeah. and a lot of the people don't have the I suppose the opportunity that we have here to be able to social distance and do all of that and and it's been yeah. really, it's been really bad just, yeah. yeah and sometimes there's power cuts and just all kinds of things that would make it also harder to get the message mm. across like TV, you not know, everyone's got
0: et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lockdowns are bad enough here. We only had it for six weeks in Perth, um, and then it was over and done with. So we haven't, we don't really don't know what. Well, I don't know what COVID feels, I, I don't know the fear. We've been very lucky here, but again, um, you know, it's the the other states in Australia have been badly affected, and and. Yeah, but we don't hear much about South Africa. We hear, we hear on the news about the government stuff, but you know, person to person, what's happened to next door, we don't often hear about yeah. it. So, no, yeah, they have we, bigger, regular
1: power cuts and all the rest of it. So it's much, much, much harder there than here. You mm, can't come yeah. there. Mm. So, Well, no, Tony's so having those... a
0: really hard time.
2: <laughs> <That's your Tony>. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, (laughs) when the computer crashed, I'm like, okay, universe, what are you trying to teach me? These last two weeks have been challenging. What's going on? And what is the answer? What is the universe trying to teach? I uh, think that I need to be uh, absolute, like, generally speaking, I have all contingencies covered, but I didn't actually have a contingency uh, for a black screen computer and now I know that I can actually readily cl- connect via the iPhone in a certain part of the house now I have that contingency <laughs>
1: <I've> <laughs> <sorted>. <laughs>
2: But it's not fun it's not fun to um to to try and work through those things whilst delivering live television and wanting to highlight your guests and their beautiful um collaboration on an amazing book and your technology fails you I I have the shakes now simply <laughs> because I felt Uh, like I've let the audience down and you guys down and the reality is that we have no control over technology just as the South African people have no control over uh, power cuts and I guess that's probably the message isn't it that you can't always control what happens in life but you can control the way that you react to it and for, for both of you that's meant shifting continents and shifting countries and re-establishing yes. a yes. whole life mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm wondering, of course, if you had stayed in South Africa, whether this wonderful book, Kismet, would have been brought to life uh, in South Africa or, or whether you needed to move to Australia to bring it to life. Mm.
1: I think we needed to move, didn't we? Because we would mm. not have been able to look yeah.
2: at it mm. in the situation, I think. Yes. Mm. Yeah. because mm. it. It brings a depth to your knowledge and experience, having lived in South Africa, then having to move continents and reflect on what life was like in South Africa. It gives a really wonderful depth to your characters and storylines, and therefore the book, doesn't it? Yes, yeah,
0: so we mm, it stay, stay
1: in touch with South Africans, so uh, we're very much yeah.
0: Well, I yeah. have a question, ladies, that I've been dying to know. Why <laughs> Kismat. Why the name kismet what does
1: kismet mean to you that's really good i mean you know what we liked the sound of the name kismet manner but given it, mm. fate or destiny it i suppose made one makes one evaluate a little bit what is in our control i think getting back to what you're saying and what isn't you know like we had somewhere this quote the elusive puppeteer that kind of controls our lives and where do we think we can change things and where do we think we can't change things? And, and there's always that there is somewhere one of our characters, Lexi, says, um, what was it? People who work hard are very lucky. Or the harder we work, the luckier we yes. get. But it's, but it's how much yeah. do you think in yourself and how much do you just say, well, that's <coughs> So there's always that debate. Any <coughs> fate, and mm-hmm. a role in it so the book Absolutely. was called kismet because of because of the manner and then we looked at the meaning and we put more depth to it yeah so where yeah. does the word come from where does the word kismet come it's from it's a greek word it's a greek word, <clears throat> it's a greek word for fate it's, it's meaning fate the, to the, the greek destiny. for fate or destiny sorry
2: ah okay so
0: that answered your own questions haven't you one book yeah maybe more Mm. so (laughs) was it going to be a book by a different name or kismet um one two and three you haven't thought of the name yet but it will be a steep book yeah oh lovely But
1: we, but the the movie will be in the name of (laughs) Ismet.
2: I think all authors wish for (laughs) that. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yes, definitely i'm actually excited to hear that you ladies will continue to write because um, i too have read the start of the book and and need to get through to the end of it as well (laughs) and um the other day i was thinking oh i wonder if it's on audiobook it's not on audiobook yet yes
1: i'm I'm not sure because we've got somebody looking after um after it all and I don't think that it is yes. but it's probably our next thing to look into but that's after the film yeah that's yeah. after the movie <laughs> yes yes,
2: yes. It is the whole heap of Hollywood stars in Australia at the moment. Perhaps we should uh, put it out to the universe that you need an introduction to a screenwriter and some actors in Australia and go, okay, let's make this a movie. Yes. <laughs> here we go. You never
1: know. You've got a dream, don't you?
2: But we're just so happy that we've managed to
1: yeah. get it. So here it is that it's nice and that it actually exists. And what is wonderful is when we would talk about Lexi and Steve and the various characters, it's quite nice when people come up to us and say, oh, that's like Lexi did it. Or, you know, the characters get known by people it's outside, outside of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> good. A, good. Our makeup artist was very upset when one of the characters died. And she sent us a very tragic uh, story. I'm so upset. I can't sleep. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. But but it's good to have people know the characters that we've spoken about for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, but they become
2: have... like your family, don't they? The characters in your own books. I know because Kez has said this before that they become uh, characters in your own life. And and I know that Kez has said before that she's actually felt sad at the end of a book oh, um, mm. because of the outcome of the characters. There was something again that I don't want to give away, but I remember even
1: writing yes, it in a minute, um, Yes. yes. But, you know, you feel you feel for the for the characters, you feel, Mm. you know, exactly any sense of loss and, you know, all the rest of it. I'll give you ladies a challenge, shall I? Would you like a challenge for your next book?
0: (laughs) (laughs) With my last book, I did a double ending. So it's uh, asking my readers to write to me and tell them what the hell they would like the book ended. Do I kill off the character or do I let her live? that's what the ending to the I won't give too much away otherwise no one will come to the launch but that's what I did I did a double ending and I think um uh, you know because uh the author of um Harry Potter that's how she ran some of her books and I just thought how interesting oh. that she did a double ending and she had People writing into her saying, I don't want that person killed off. I want it to live. Or can we put them inside a tree or inside a box or whatever? The magic was going to happen. Yes. So um, that's another
1: way of writing, ending your book. No, and you know what? We do have an ending like that. Obviously not the character who was murdered because you know that the characters. Yes. yes. But but at the end, there is also a scenario where you're left wondering, and People have said to us what happened then, and I suppose between us we leave it open for a sequel or not a good. sequel. We yes, good. yes, yes, something, something like Excellent.
2: that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my next question. Some of the characters in Kismet are you going to pop them into the next book or follow their story in the next book? Do you think? Yes, kill them some
1: off. Play in some words that's- There's a friendship that lasts indefinitely, a lifetime friendship that carries on from Australia to South Africa.
2: Nice. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I I love that it's going to carry across the two uh, countries. That's fabulous. Mm. Yes.
1: It's a very different background, obviously, in Australia. Yes. probably more straightforward in some ways
0: well that's what we need to hear
1: as writers that's your responsibility
0: as a creative writer it's your responsibility to take me to a place I've never been before if I take you Mm. to um if I walked into your home I would have a description of it I've never been there before but I would have my own outlook on where you lived and that's what you need to do for your books Um, it's your responsibility as a creative author to do that for your readers
1: absolutely yes. absolutely yes wonderful to write you know i'd say to anyone you get it's such yes. a wonderful journey for uh, and, yeah and i would not have been able to write this on my own i just i can't understand why people find it difficult because it's so much easier to write with two people than with one ah uh... but... That's if you get on, but when you know if you've got a if you've got a co writer, you don't get on with it's hell wheels, it's it? And, it, and it's not easy to find the right person, of course. That's right. It's yeah. yes. absolutely much easier for me. And I think I yeah, definitely,
2: too. absolutely, hundred yeah.
1: percent.
2: Yeah, because you've got the two, you've got two perspectives and two creative brains coming together in mm. one story. I just think it's the best story I've heard and particularly that it's a mother-daughter duo and I'm so excited to hear that you're already working on another book that's just amazing and um, I'm sure that's going to keep you both occupied for a little while (laughs) and something wonderful to look forward to because there's a lot of hard work and energy that goes into writing and um, producing a book. It's not an easy thing and not everyone can do it. And the fact that the both of you have come together to do it makes it even more special, don't you think?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've got my daughter here, but she didn't want to join on. I thought because I thought in there. Oh, didn't she? That makes it more of the legacy. I think she's gone to her room now. But um, <laughs> more of the legacy, for sure. And our grandson was so helpful. <laughs> grandson. My, my, grand, my grandson was so helpful. You know, he really was part of it. Any any yes, yes. a lot to it, Waterton. Even now, oh. I'm, I'm asking him something; and he'll tell me, you know, what he thinks because the children that I'm writing about are the same age as he is. This is in mm-hmm. the next <laughs> Oh, maybe yeah. you could make your next book an yes. anthology and, and involve the family. So the whole family was actually
2: involved in it. Nice. That's amazing. Great. Yes. Ilona, do you think that your daughter will take on your um, writing, creative writing, and one day you might be writing with her, do you think? I have absolutely no idea because I didn't expect her either to finish school and study
1: law, which is exactly what I studied. Yes. Um, yes. You never know. Possibly my son, he loves writing, so it might be a parent yes. as opposed to a, a mother-daughter, but... The few well,
2: we'll see. It would be wonderful if that did happen. Absolutely yes. would be wonderful. More than two well, authors no,
1: yes. is an anthology.
0: So you could involve the whole yes. family and have an anthology come out, all with different
1: stories. Yes, yes. You never know.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Now, ladies, before we go, I know that you um, living in New South Wales have been through a pretty rough time with um, COVID and the lockdowns. How are things traveling down there at the moment? Um, Look, at the
1: moment, I think we're all kind of in a transition back to what they yeah
2: the
1: new normal and it is a new normal because they just spoke about freedom and you know day but there's freedom and freedom and you're still clocking in in the shops so I'm not fully stocked always but we're very grateful to be able to do what we can do and there's one thing I might just add very I just don't want to um, yes leave it out which my father went into a home about a year and a bit ago, and he was quite unwell. And in COVID, some of the time we couldn't visit him, yes. we still out of visit. But I do just want to make a special mention of him because he was full of wisdom about this. The facts we weren't so yep. some of the facts um, about this book. And um but yeah, we were affected by COVID, and thank God at, at, at the end he passed away in December. <laughs> We were able to visit him and just spend a little bit of time with him. But I did just want to make that tribute because he was um, ever patient.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now lovely
1: ladies. For the families that can't see people and and what have you, you know. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Uh, we, I have a son in New Zealand, um, which is not that far away, but they have been trying to get home since
1: mm-hmm. they've
2: been over there for two and a half years now. So it, it is tough. And I, that's the first time in his life that I've not seen him every mm-hmm. birthday, every Christmas. So that's mm-hmm. tough, tough to live through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think from a human perspective, it does help build a bit more resilience in our lives, coping with something as big as a worldwide pandemic. Now, lovely ladies, before we run out of time, um, thank you so much, Kez and um, Iona and Cynthia for your patience this morning, whilst I tried to navigate those uh, issues. And get on to the interview and um thank you so much for your time it's been wonderful talking to you before we go though i'd like you to tell the audience where they can get kismet
1: well i'm happy to say we have a web- website kismet bestseller dot dot com <laughs> So A- they can you can get straight onto that. It is available on certain other websites on Amazon yeah. Book Amazon and you can get straight yeah. onto the, the website.
2: Yes. Fantastic. And I must say that the uh, kismetbestseller.com website was developed specifically so that we could point people in that direction and let them know where they can get this amazing book but also all your normal booksellers including amazon and booktopia um wonderful ladies it is time for us to finish kez thank you as always for having my back and starting the show uh cynthia i own it thank you thank you thank you for coming live on the show navigating all the time zones which uh have been another complication in the last couple of weeks and um being here and telling us your beautiful story and your journey as co-authors of the book kismet so and it's been wonderful
1: so. to have you here i'm glad you managed to get onto the show and i hope your husband will be better soon and thank you kes mm-hmm. for stepping too, in and, and step all your so work help. and tony thank you it's really appreciate everything you're, so you're welcome to, to have you are time.
2: so welcome everything yeah. Okay. Thank you. Wonderful audience. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in today. Don't forget to jump on and get a copy of Kismet. It's a wonderful story. And there will be more from this fabulous duo in, in months to come when they get their new novel underway, just putting the pressure on there. Um, thank you, everyone. <laughs> That's our show for this week. We will see you all next week and hopefully no tech issues. Bye for now. Bye.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.